trying to go for some ambience. But in the background, I can subtly hear the birds chirping. The subtleness of a dog barking. While another dog's collar jingles as it rings. It's going to be a glorious day. The bed is made. Not really. But the coffee's brewed. Lots of coffee. You're going to need it for this one. What the Pat? 33. 33. 33. I wonder what that... Numerology, wonder what that has for meaning. We could look it up, but why bother? Because today... We're going to talk about Spider-Man, or is it Spider-Man? Remember that Friends episode? Yes, I caught Friends a couple times. They talked about it, that stuff and everything. That noise you hear would be my old man Cody getting off the couch. Kind of. Anyway, we're talking about Spider-Man this week. Today, Deadwood finished it up. I'll touch on Fear the Walking Dead. Have I watched Stranger Things yet? No, I haven't. And also, Urban69 has said, go ahead, Pat, read my reviews, and then, you know, shout it to the world. I don't know if I'll shout it. What if you just woke up and you just want someone to talk? You seen those YouTube videos where they just whisper? They're kind of like But I don't whisper. I try to keep a good, solid tone going. I don't even know. I'm going to pause here and regather my thoughts. Hold on, stand by. Thoughts gathered, aka I realized my cup was empty. Now it it doesn't run it over, because that would be wrong and coffee's all over the counter. Oh, let's roll the tape. I did go see Spider-Man. We're not gonna talk about that right yet because well ah, let's get going. Let's saddle up to the microphone here. And everything. It, I, I'll get to it in a minute, and I'll talk about the shows in Deadwood because maybe that's what you're here for. Maybe you're here for the music review, which I'm pretty excited about because Urban Sixty Nine does some great reviews on music that uh, I have listened to, or groups that I know, or even stuff I haven't listened to in a while, and even groups that I don't know about. And the way the review is done, it makes me want to listen. For the most part. Sometimes I'm like, that was a great review, but that's not for me, which I think is cool. And it's it's more to what feelings it brings to him and everything. But we'll get to that in a bit because it's it's been a crazy week. I think it's been crazy because they all run together. I'm surprised it's Saturday because that's when I'm cutting this for you. Sometimes I like to cut it Friday, but I had to go to a vision appointment, which is great because it's part of my deal with the VA. You guys would be jealous of these wickedly cool glasses I'm getting. Well, I got one pair already. They're the... Well, if you recall blue blockers, (laughs) they're not that bad. These look more streamlined, sporty with the yellow lens that would help me at night with night driving. Have I tested them out yet? No, because, well, I haven't gone night driving. I, I haven't been like, I got these new glasses, why don't I uh, go for a quick drive? Plus, it doesn't get dark till like, you know, 9, 30, 10. I know, you're like, it gets dark sooner than that. Well, I mean dark, dark, dark enough to wear them, so curious. The other pair I'm getting is to help with uh, 
screen glare and stuff like that because I do, I'm around screens a lot. A lot. Editing photos, of course, TV, always using my phone for work stuff and everything and, and all that stuff. So the, I got a pair of purple ones coming. Now I'm curious how photo editing will go wearing. I'll test it out because I'm curious what will happen when I edit photos. Because obviously the purple is going to change things. And I want to know what it's going to look like. Because I can, don't think I can edit with them because it will really throw things off. What what the point to this really is about me talking about these and stuff. It's more like age, I guess. I, I didn't even know I had these kind of eye props. I think it's dry eyes. I'm not totally sure. I had no idea I was seeing a low vision eye doctor, which... Maybe I should look that up to really get a better understanding. I thought I was just going to the eye doctor to get glasses and all that. So I, I guess I should ask questions more, right? But then I have no clue what's going on. And then, you know, I don't want to appear dumb, even though people say there never is a dumb question, which I think is true. Because if you don't know the answer, how is it dumb? You know, I wasn't the kid who asked questions in school because, well... I just let other people ask, and then I just listen. I, I'm a good listener. <laughs> I, I really am. It's not even funny. I, I've lost, I've lost track of the train here, and I think we're gonna have to switch it and get it back on to. I was talking glasses at the VA because I found it funny the first pair I got was the wrong frames and they were these big blocky I was like these are cool because <laughs> I don't care now when you're younger and it's cold out and you have a new shirt you're not going to wear a jacket and cover it up because you want everybody to be like whoa that's a cool shirt and you know even if I think you had a new jacket you wouldn't wear it cause I don't it was a weird thing or zipping it up totally you know because you're like style it's all I gotta look Nowadays, I'm like, I'm about function, and I do, you know, I, I like to have some cool look, you know, a style to myself, but sometimes I'm like, those glasses are so funky, weird, dumb, I want to wear them. But uh, my insert didn't fit, so they sent me these more sporty type, which I'm like, okay, this is more more my age group at the moment. But really, should there be, what if you love blue blockers? What if you're like, these are cool and you can pull it off? That's what I'm saying. That's the cool part. And again, it stems back to all these choices and stuff that we have nowadays. Much like the other day while grocery shopping, the, the prices on some things. Like I was, I haven't bought a DiGiorno pizza in a long time. And I'm like, I'm going to grab one of those because I really like them. And I'm like, five bucks? I remember when these things were like 10 bucks. And I was like, poor. And I'm like, I can't buy one of those. I'm going to get a Totino's or whatever or a Tony's, or Top Ramen, and clothes. I remember when the cheaper clothes looked horrible and didn't have style, but that's what you got because that's what you could afford. But now I, I've picked up two, three, four dollar t-shirts that are really cool and stylish to me. And as a kid, I would have been like, I would have wore that and not been like, oh, it's, it's cheap or, you know. I, my first pair of Levi's, uh, was a pair of 501s, and I I was excited because they were hand-me-downs from my cousin. He is a year older than me, so I was typically, and, and he's he's bigger than me I, as far as 
he's he's not fat. That's not what I'm saying. So don't because just because he's a year older. But, but I was always a little bit behind, so he would outgrow stuff, and then I would get it. He was always mad because he's like, I just got those worn in and comfortable, and they don't fit anymore, and I got them. Because if you remember, I think still now, getting 501s, you bought them, and they were huge because you had to wash them to shrink them and then start wearing them to get them to fit which as a kid baffled me because if you wanted to try them on you're like well how do i know that's my size weird anyway i remember getting them and i got two three pair i was excited because they're already worn in and then i got my first levi jean jacket and that was my that was my thing and my air force hat because i was gonna be going in the air force that's another story in a couple seconds minutes Maybe I could tell you. But as we trudged down this rabbit hole, it was always cool getting those. And then I remember buying my first pair of new Levi's. And I'm like, yeah, my cousin was right. Getting them worn in was the best because they were already there. But you're probably like, wow, you were going to go in the Air Force. I was. I was talking to the recruiter in 10th grade. And I, I thought it was cool. I got this Air Force hat and it said aim high on it. And I always found that funny because aim high. Not as funny as the Stevie Wonder poster in school. Because they, you know, in high school they were like, oh, drunk driving. So Stevie Wonder had a poster that said, I I drive myself before I ride with a drunk. Okay, it's funny because he's, you know, he's blind, right? So I didn't take it as like, I know drunk driving is is not a joke. But I was just like, I think they could have done something better because I find that funny instead of it. So I was going in the Air Force, talking to the recruiter, 11th grade, I was still talking, and I think my senior year maybe, or tail end of my junior year, one of those, my recruiter disappeared. I also uh, had to retake the ASVAB because my scores were a little lower, they, the Air Force needed them a little higher, so I had to aim higher. So my recruiter disappeared. The Navy recruiter was like, hey, come talk to me. And poof, there I went into the Navy. And he set me up good. Like I said, I became a radioman. I was going to be an aviation boatswain's mate, which I'm glad I wasn't because if you know what a boatswain's mate is, they pretty much do everything on the ship from painting to cleaning and everything. So it's no real job, even though it's a real job. It's, it's, uh, I don't want to insult anybody. Boatswain's mates did a lot of work. But what I thought I was going to be doing was guiding planes in. I thought I was going to be that guy. So my recruiter explained, nope, you won't be doing that. And then he said, how about radioman? And I was like, that's cool. Sounds cool. Communications, top secret clearance. It was, I, I found it to be a lot of fun now that I look back. I'm glad I could look back at something and be like, it wasn't that bad. So I am glad I chose Navy, because Air Force, I probably could have ended up somewhere in the middle of who knows where. They don't have ships. It was cool, because the Navy, really, getting on a ship, you got to go to a lot of places. Being underway could suck a lot of times, but it it was just cool, and I really love being at sea. I really do enjoy it. When it is calm, and you hear those engines just smoothly chugging along, it's, it's a peaceful feeling. Air Force... Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you end up in the middle of nowhere most of the time. Uh, here We have some Air Force people here, and they seem to like it, because I'm near an Army base, Fort Drum. And I I would never have chosen Army, 
and certainly not Marine. No, no, I heard about that boot camp. No, thank you. Mm-mm. And uh, then people are like, hey, how about being a Navy SEAL? Yeah, I don't think my body's meant for some of the stuff they do. They would have broke me quick. Because Navy SEALs are pretty badass. No, they are badass. There was that show, I can't remember. I think it was on the History Channel. Where these guys went through uh, SEAL training. And that that's crazy what they go through. But enough of, about me. Or is this about me? And then you sit here and learn about me as they tell you about me. Through my memory of recollection and in rec- uh, recollecting and uh jonathan um yeah you haven't left the uh, voicemail yet you said you had something to say and i'm curious what you had to say cuz now you said you had something to say so go ahead and say it and maybe by my next pod we'll, we'll get it on air and we do team effort with discord accords and what the path we can never line up schedules you guys might be in for a treat are you ladies? Are you people? Or however. Uh, anyway, I won't touch. We're going along. So, Jonathan, that was a call. I'm being nice about it. It's all about being nice. Man, this weather is incredible. It's not humid today. Let's jump into Urban 69 music review because that's what I'm excited about. That's his Instagram name. And I'll have it in the show notes. Urban69. I think his name is Mike. I don't know. I only know him through Instagram because I've been reading his reviews for at least a year now. And it's very entertaining. Great comments. Because also people talking about the albums too that he talks about. So yeah. If you love music, I definitely highly, highly suggest you follow. Because it's great. I look forward to seeing him and reading him. And today, when I was getting ready for the podcast here, I was thinking, gosh, which which review am I going to pick? And then, lo and behold, his latest one that's up is uh, on Mike Tramp. And the name of the album doing is Cobblestone Street. I have never heard of the album, and I know who Mike Tramp is, and I have a few of his albums. And I'm like, holy crap, how come I haven't heard of this? Because you listen to a lot of music, Pat, sometimes you're not in the scene like you used to be. Thank you. Now back to our regularly scheduled music review podcast part of the show. 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 If if you follow 80s rock and stuff, Mike Tramp was the lead singer of White Line. He now mostly does some solo stuff, and I think Freaks of Nature was another band. He did uh, do a new White uh, White Lion album. Uh, it was it was decent, but it wasn't White Lion. Because Vito Brada, that's a long story, and I don't want to get into it. But amazing guitarist, but uh, he couldn't play anymore because the electric and something with the strings in his fingers. It's a weird thing, but amazing guitarist. And to touch on another, uh, when Pride came out. Okay, not so more when Pride came out, but uh, 88. Uh, I think Pride came out like 87. Anyway... My very first concert was ACDC Blow Up Your Video because my mom said, you're not going to a concert till you're 18 because people die at concerts. My mom's that way. If I was ever 30 seconds late, I was dead in a ditch somewhere, always. Even if there were no ditches, that's where I was, dead in a ditch. She's like, don't make me worry. So I wasn't allowed because in the 80s, you know, she'd read about drug overdoses or people falling off a balcony or something and dying at concerts. So she's like, you're not going till you're 18. Plus, I still wasn't a very big guy. I think I might have hit 110 pounds, and I'm small for my age. So 
I remember painting in a back room. We'll get to the music room in a second because this is my first concert. That's what we're talking about. I remember painting, working on the, the place we were living and, and painting it. And then I heard ACDC, which was my favorite band of all time at the time, uh, was coming to Tacoma. And I was 17, but I wouldn't be 18 till September and June, so the time, it was close. So I went out and pleaded my case, and she said, okay, you can go. So I just had to take a chaperone with me, which was a friend of the family, and I bought his ticket and my ticket and went and saw ACDC, and White Lion was the opening act. So technically, my very first was White Lion, and it was the Pride Tour, and Incredible because I, I had no idea. I'm sure Vito brought it, but to see Vito brought it, but the whole band was tight. And then I remember when ACDC hit the stage, I lost my shit. I was, I'm buying the program guide, the shirt. I was, I was proud. And this was back when you could, general admission didn't have seats and you just wedged your way to the front. I was like two, three people from the barrier and seeing my idol Angus is a great memory. Of course, I'd seen ACDC a few years later, too. But this is what I'm talking about when you read the reviews that it triggers some memories and everything. So thanks, Urban69, for letting me read reviews. I'll have his Instagram uh, link in my show notes. Really, follow. You're going to get a lot of insight on music. It's really a journey, music on a whole. Anyway, let's jump to it. I won't... I guess... Hmm... I'll do the hashtags. No, I'm not going to do hashtags. I'm going to skip hashtags. It sounds funny. Let's just read it. Mike Tramp is probably the coolest 80s rock artist I've ever had the pleasure of meeting after a show. He was very talkative and friendly, and even asked me to join him on stage so we could keep chatting while he assisted his road crew in packing up his gear. Cobblestone Street is a very mellow acoustic release by the former White Line frontman and is probably my least listened to of everything I own with Mike on vocals. But it's a decent spin with the mood calls for something a bit laid back. And he was gracious enough to sign it for me while we were hanging out. So I'll definitely be keeping it around at disc number 1357 in my CD collection. I was hoping this would be more similar to his Capricorn solo release, but I also realize that sometimes artists feel the need to break away from the norm and express themselves in different ways. Ah, well, you can't listen to everything over and over again. Rock and roll... 80s metal cobblestone street thanks again urbans urban 69 because i i was thinking i have trouble expressing how i feel about music and i don't want to push it on people and be like you should listen to this album because i said so and he does it in such a way you're like maybe i should check that out it's it, it is a journey really and i think it depends on your mood when you're listening to different types of music and when you're listening to it and when it crests your eardrums so to speak because, yeah, I've heard Led Zeppelin. This is where I wish I could insert some back when I was younger. And I'm like, oh, neat. But there was a point in my life when someone said, no, you should, you should listen. They weren't like, you need to. They're like, you should listen to this album and see what you think. In my days of my youth, I won't sing anymore of this song and i believe that album was Ed zeppelin 2 and my my world was shattered led zeppelin replaced acdc acdc is still hot i'd say they're neck and neck for me but 
depending. But Led Zeppelin is just, uh, yeah. Anyway, Mike Tramp, Cobblestone Street. I'll have a link to that in the show notes, too, because it's on Google Music. So you could buy it if you wanted to and check it out. I listened to the first track and was like, this, I can get down with this. Because Mike Tramp has a great voice. And it's a shame that White Lion couldn't keep going and that they ran into some troubles there and everything. But, hey, that's how life is, right? Uh, let's, let's get to web crawling. Spider-Man Far From Home. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It had some good comedy to it. The action was really good. And I feel it was a decent... I think this is a send-off to Phase 3 in the Marvel universe. I lose track at times, especially reading a bunch of articles between everything. And I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet because it hasn't been out very long. Maybe 10 days as of the recording of this. And it does take you time to get the movies. Look at how long it took me. Plus, I usually don't like going opening day, but I'm sorry, Endgame, I had to because I was dying. And they withheld spoilers on that forever. Whereas Spider-Man, I think before the credits even rolled, people were spoiling it. Which, yeah, I'm, I don't get it. It's, it's not cool. It's worth going to see at the theater. It did, for me, I think it took about 40 minutes for me to really get on board. I was enjoying the first 40 but then all of a sudden, I think about the 40-minute mark, it just took off and and took you on the ride. It was almost like a roller coaster. You know, in the beginning, it starts slow, and you got the clink, 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 and you're climbing the hill, and anticipation, and you're getting excited, and it's still climbing, and you're going. And you wait. That's, that's the feeling until it crests over. And I think where I was having trouble is because Endgame, when it started, it was just like, Boom, 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 slowed a bit, and then boom, boom, boom. And Spider-Man gave you a good, smooth transition up and dropped you right down. And Tom Holland is amazing as Spider-Man. No pun intended there. I I didn't think Tobey Maguire was that bad. I know Jake Gillian Hall was in the running to be Spider-Man, so I'm not sure how he would have done because... Spider-Man is a high school kid, and I don't know if Jake was really high school type then. Toby was pushing it, and I thought Andrew Garfield was really good when he took over to giving me that feeling of Spider-Man, because he is childlike and jokes around and stuff, which is Spider-Man. That's the whole appeal to it, and he's my favorite superhero. Well, they could have... Nah, I'll stick with it, and I really hope they continue the franchise. And there were some things in the movie that I wished would have happened, but they didn't. But it's a fun ride. It's it's worthy in the Marvel universe and everything. And I'm glad Sony said, hey, maybe we should work with Marvel because they're on to something here. Now if they can fix Venom, that would be great. I didn't think Venom was that bad, but maybe the second one will help put everything together. They should have let Ryan Johnson direct. Low blow. They played it safe, didn't take too many risks, and kept it going smoothly. Because I, I don't think it would have been smart to take risks and do things. Because sometimes it just could screw things up. And now a word from our not being sponsored by. I tried the highball black cherry. They had the energy one. It was okay. I was going to save it for the show, give you the whole, you know, audio feeling wake up your senses but it was hot the other day and I'm like I'm gonna drink this and I was like it's okay I'm happy it didn't have fake sugar in it why what's fake sugar Pat to me fake sugar is 
NutraSweet, Stevia, uh, Equal, any of those. I'm a cane sugar person. I know high fructose corn syrup is bad for you. But all those others really taste like a chemical to me. Diet Coke, oh my god, the film it puts on my tongue. Or if someone's like, hey, taste this, and I take a sip, and I'm like, oh, it's got Stevia in it. Ah, yeah, I don't, can't do it. And I know some people like the taste, but that's cool. Plus, pure cane sugar is bad for you anyway. But, okay, the others aren't. Now back to our What the Pet podcast. Oh, I'm caught up on Fear the Walking Dead. And it was episode six, I believe. I think last week I episode screwed up. Seriously, what are you doing, AMC? I'm going to continue watching now because it's just so stupidly ridiculous that, oh, there are some scenes that are great. Morgan is great. Um, I can't even, because uh, I'm so flabbergasted with how things are. You could see things coming a mile away on some things and other things you're like, what? So it's, yeah, I don't, I know I had this talk last week. We're going to, I'll watch it again. Airs tomorrow night. Of course, I'm holding out on Stranger Things. I've heard season three is incredible. Maybe we'll start that tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow. I don't know. Because I think in a way it's great knowing that we have a great show on deck, ready to go. I do apologize for any dog barking in the background because that's what they're here working on. Sometimes some are a little more vocal than others. So that's, that isn't me adding sound in. I wouldn't not add it. Well, maybe I would. But that's a real dog bark. Not edited. Not added. So Fear the Walking Dead. Ah, which is funny that they have a third... Uh, sec- I guess it'd be a second spinoff. So they'll have three shows total. So I'm curious about that. So Walking Dead picks up and gets really good again. And Fear the Walking Dead starts falling apart. Maybe that's the norm. What fabulous show did we just finish after we got caught up? Deadwood. Uh, I don't. I see why people were pissed because I I never finished season three. I think I, I I got halfway through and got sidetracked, and I was so lost anyway on the show. I didn't feel like I could keep going because I didn't understand what's going on. But after rewatching season one, two, three, and then the movie, I I'm satisfied. I feel sorry for the people that had to wait 13 years for some closure. Um, season three was spectacular. I don't see how or why it got canceled or anything. Are not even able. I did read something why they didn't get to do the movies, but because they were going to do some follow-up movies to close things off. But they really left it hanging, so it was kind of neat. Season three ending and then jumping right into the movie because for me it was just a matter of minutes. For others, it was a matter of thirteen years. So the time jump is ten years, and of course everybody's going to be older. And some of the cast has passed away, and some of them had commitments, so they couldn't be there. But it looks like, for the most part, they had pretty much everybody from the seasons there. And they all, it it's like they didn't miss a beat. Their characters came right back to life, which I think can be hard when you take that much time away from a character. Do you go back and study everything you did and how you talked so that you remember and can deliver just like you were? I mean, uh, Calamity Jane was one of my favorite characters. She was great. Well, because she's real, too. I believe the actress who plays her is Robin Weigert. Incredible. She didn't miss a beat. It was like Jane was right back into action. And Timothy Oliphant, who plays Seth Bullock, 
sheriff, now marshal, because it's 10 years later, I'm watching him going, holy crap. It's a, it's a younger Kurt Russell playing Wyatt Earp. Although it's Seth Bullock because he's an actual marshal from that era, and you can read up about him. But his walk and everything, just gunslinger right there. And one of my favorite parts, too, is when he gets to, to draw really quick because Timothy's really great at that stuff. And I just love seeing westerns where they pull the heat and just shoot. And it, I like when they give you the gritty feel to it. You tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! So, no, you can't really watch the movie and get what's going on to enjoy Deadwood. You'd have to watch all three seasons, I'd definitely say. That way you could grasp it and everything. So I feel there was some closure to it. Some things kind of left hanging. But overall, Deadwood, very satisfying. I'm glad they gave closure to everybody who's been waiting, unlike some other shows where they end stuff and you're like, oh, that sucked. So if you love westerns, Deadwood should be on your radar. And I'd like to see Timothy Oliphant. Oh, that'd be cool to do a Seth Bullock movie. Uh, ooh, him and Kurt Russell together? That would be cool. He makes for a good good gunslinger, Sheriff Marshall. I don't really have... Well, maybe it could... Can te- I, I know I have this discussion whether or not tech can be uh, hardware or computer. But I think, you know, even knives can be tech. But... What I want to talk about this week, which is really cool, and I believe they're in Seattle, Washington, which explains the uh, green and blue Seahawks colored one I have. We're not going to talk about that, though. We're going to talk about Hero Clip. Um, these are really cool. It's a different type of carabiner. So I know you probably use carabiners for stuff to hook, you know, hang stuff and what, but this is cool because it actually has a hook on it that swivels out and you can hang stuff in different places that makes it really useful for camera bags. I've seen people in photos with older cars that don't have cup holders, so they have their water bottles, and then they can hang them from different areas on the dash so you have a little cup holder. Even for the ladies or dudes, because what if we don't want to drop our jacket on the bathroom floor? You pull out your hero clip, and you've instantly got a coat hook with you. These are really cool. I'll put a link in the show notes. I believe if you order from the link, I might get a little kickback. But they don't ask me to talk about it. I just think this is cool and something I stumble on. I use it for my camera bags all the time because I can hang them from a tree limb so they're not laying on the ground and it's easier to access the gear. Or if I need to hang up in a closet or something or even a coat hook, um, this this helps tremendously because a carabiner is decent, but this just gives you more and they come in different sizes and stuff too. But a really cool little gadget techie thing. Tons of uses. Hero clip. I'll have the link in the show notes. That's something I felt worth sharing with you, the listener. The website is myheroclip.com. But like I said, I'll put that in the show notes. I don't recall if I get kickback or nothing. And if you don't want to give me kickback, that's cool. Just go right to the, you know, no obligation done don't feel the pressure i'm gonna bust out the wrapping paper and scotch tape and wrap this thing up gift wrap it for you so you can open it on time which makes sense if you're listening now because maybe it's that's a that's a that's a weird one right i i I should go digging to find some really old podcasts and see what people are saying and, and check the recording quality 
speaking of recording quality, Film Sack, if you aren't listening to these guys, they I, I just dawned on me yesterday. They've been around for like 10 years doing this, and the production quality is just amazing. And they're funny, and the films they pick are just, it's it's a fun, fun ride. Film Sack, check them out. I believe somewhere I have a link to them. Also, Discord Accords, they're a mixed bag. You don't know what you're going to get. That movie. Which is fun. I kind of like podcasts sometimes like that where you, you're listening and you don't know what you're going to get. Plus, they're a great group of guys. I mean, it's like my brother-sister station. Can we say that? Jonathan, Steven, Discord Accords. Uh, maybe one day we'll collab, do something. But he, like I said, you get it. It's a mixed bag. And if you want to leave a voicemail, you don't even need a topic. You could just talk. You could just be like, hey, I feel like talking about this, Pat. And and I'll slap it down unless it's, you know, something I don't approve of and think it offends. Because I'm not here to offend. So, yep, that link will be in the show notes and everything. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a close on this one episode 33 it's it's a fun ride and and i enjoy doing it and again i'm happy to have all the listeners i have uh, i believe i'm picking some up every now and then just from here stay because i still don't get the stats i look at my stats but i can't see the stats so if anybody has any ideas on how to see better stats let me know of course the free way to do that would be great because free is always a good thing in my book But remember, whatever you do, wherever you go, have fun. Take the smile with you. If you don't, maybe you need to search your bags or something. Maybe you've lost that smile. But keep it real and treat everybody with kindness. And I, yeah, look at me all (laughs) wisdom-like. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening. Now we're back to the sultry sounds of the 70s. Not even 70s, sir.